0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Twinsultation Show. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Isaac Harris, with my twin brother. I'm Daniel Harris. How y'all doing? And we have a special guest, a uh, family friend that we've known for a long time, and who you might have heard or seen on TV covering the Mystics or big time college basketball or even some NBA games. Uh, We want to welcome coach Christy Winters Scott and her three wonderful children, two of them tower over me. So Jerome and Brianna, (laughs) hello, and Jordan as well. (laughs) How's everybody doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're hanging in there, you know, just uh, making the best of the moments that uh, we've been given to be together a little bit more, we haven't really had this much time together in a long time. So it's it's been good in that regard. <laughs>
0: That's good. That's, That's good. good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. So our first question is, recently, uh, one of the Scotts children made some news. Uh, one of them committed to the Hoya Saxon community. Where is she? How you doing, Brianna? And the first <laughs> question I got to ask you is, um, why Georgetown? And do you know there's a rivalry between Georgetown and Maryland? <laughs>
1: Um, I picked Georgetown because I think that their coaching staff had my like, um, my best uh, interests in mind. And I felt like the program was also really good. And I want to be a lawyer. So I feel like the educational, um,
0: like the educational place would be like, it would be the best place for me to go to get your education to be a lawyer. Sounds, so, sounds, that sounds great. Sounds great. So it wasn't because you, were, uh, close, you, you weren't scared to uh, try to jump all the way over to the beltway to go commit, join the Terps like your mom? No? No. <laughs> Not at all? Okay. Hey, but hey, we're happy for you. Congrats. Thank you. Congrats. Yeah. So, so, Coach Scott, what do you feel about you got two kids committed to school, you got another one on the way. What's your, what's your yeah. thoughts and what was your advice for both of them?
1: You know, it was totally different. You know, Jerome's going to West Virginia Wesleyan. And, Congrats
0: again, big Ben.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was totally different because of all of the, you know, the pandemic and the visits that you would typically be able to make, weren't able to make them. And, you know, everything was pretty much done virtually. And for Jerome, I, I, I think I feel especially um, bad or a little different because, you know, he had some showcases that he was scheduled to go to the all-star games and everything like that. He was scheduled to go to two of those and a couple of uh, college visits and those just kind of got wiped away in March and April. And so it was just different, you know? So all of my advice that I had been giving to, you know, players from South lakes who had gone on to play at the next level, I felt like I couldn't even say that. And then, you know, and I coached in college for 10 years. So, it's like the rules have changed too. So it's, it was just very uncommon, but I guess it was basically, you know, just to make sure that you're following your heart and you have no regrets when you say things out loud. And that's how I make decisions and everybody's different. People may have different ways to do it, but I feel like if there's no uh, pull or there's nothing that's, you know, holding you back in terms of questions or uh, you're just not quite sure, then, you know, maybe that's not the right choice, but if you can say it, out loud and you feel great about it, then I feel like that's your heart speaking to you. And I think that both of them made fantastic choices for not just these four years that are coming up uh, collegiately for them, but the 40 years beyond. So uh, I'm just really proud of them. And especially Jerome, I think it was really hard for him. I think um, just without going to the the All-Star Games and and being actually on campuses to to make visits. He did a couple um, in the fall last year. And then the season, you know, things got really hectic during that time, and we were all um, going to be taking a bunch of visits over spring break, and, and that just got, got erased. So that was tough for him, I think.
0: Mm, yeah, uh, I understand. Understandable that. Jerome, man, you're heading, you're heading to the Mountain East, man. What's your expectations, man, Once, if we have a season due to the pandemic and everything? What's your expectations? Um, I just want to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a tough co- – the Mountain East is known as one of the toughest Division II conferences in the country Next for the Mid-Atlantic. So, definitely you have a lot of opportunity there to win. Uh, West Virginia Wesleyan plays a lot of good teams, such as like Fairmont State, uh, West Liberty, uh, and, uh, Wheeling. Wheeling, and Wheeling University. So, it's going to be a – it's going to be a jam-packed uh, conference. And I know your coaches probably give you like a little heads up on what to expect a little bit. Are you nervous about going to campus? Um, not really. Not at all. Not if you like a little jitter, like man, a I'm little a freshman. Bit. Not really. <laughs> no, okay. That's fair enough. That's fair That's enough. Fair. Now, here's a question I have for you. Hmm. With everything that was going on and so with everything just like working out, what's the best ways you've been trying to stay in shape to get ready for A season if we have one? Um, we got a hoop outside, so I've been working on that a lot because I can't because you can't go to any gyms, right? So All I right. Been, like do like some running with like cones and stuff. True. And we have like a uh, stationary bike that we that I have, so I use that sometimes as well. Uh, that's okay. true. That's good. You've been playing a little one-on-one with your sister. Ah uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs>
1: They've had, they've had some, uh, some one-on-one-on-one things that, you know, <laughs> are very competitive, let's say.
0: <laughs> uh, it's all right. You
1: know, they, it's fun. You know, they, I, I just tell them just play horse instead of the one-on-one-on-one. <laughs> it's just yeah. a little Less stressful for me, you know, it gets a little out there, but yeah, it's fun. I had to, I, you know, we never had a hoop or a, uh, exercise bike in the house because we were never here you know, we were always in the gym somebody had practice or a game or you know something so when all of this hit when I thought it, it was going to be like two weeks and then all of a sudden it was like more than that I was like mm-hmm. well let's uh get on Amazon and start ordering some stuff and so
0: <laughs> yeah
1: got and uh, some jump ropes and bands and stuff for them just to stay active and and everything and, and stay in shape and it's not anything like obviously going up and down five on five but it's better than nothing you know
0: yeah yeah That's I true. agree I agree and speaking with pandemic and everything changes coach I know you cover the WNBA and also um the NBA as well what's your what's your first impression of the, of the bubble down in the WNBA in Florida and everything
1: oh oh man yeah I, I've got to give uh Monique curry credit for um naming the bubble for the WNBA the wobble which is great um i think it's pretty funny but i think that it's um i mean it's definitely a sacrifice for all the players and coaches um some of them are away from their family and their kids um some of them have their kids down there but you know it's a, a tremendous sacrifice um for all of them for the nba and wnba players is to be away from their families for that long but you know i, I think what we've seen also is, is, um, kind of a rash of injuries as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons being um, the most recent in the NBA with that knee injury. I just think that, you know, it's tough to, to be out that long. And even if like you were saying, like you have the bike and the hoop and you know, you're getting shots, you're working, but there's nothing like a a legit training camp, you know, actually getting your, your mind, your body ready. And, um, I just think, you know, that's a little bit, um, it's a little bit scary when you see these, these players continue to go down. And, um, but I think overall, I think it's been fantastic for the psyche of, of the players and the coaches and the fans. So, you know, there's always positives and negatives to everything. Um, the negatives are, you know, the physical grind that it is. Um, I know the WNBA, it's, they're basically playing a game every other day. Um, from here on out for the mystics basically and they had the three days off and that was their longest gap in between games so hmm. i just think that you know for as much as you can be in condition you know fatigue is kind of a harvest area for injuries and you know they just have to be careful with that in terms of managing minutes
0: hmm. right that's true. good that's good and you know continuing on the wnba they've been leading the charge um with the current social uh, justice um informant with everything what what's your and, you know, the, the Mystics have been doing a great, fantastic job, you know, tell, getting people informed on, on the current issues in the African-American community. What's your thoughts on that and everything and how they've responded?
1: Well, I think it's magnificent. And the thing about it with the WNBA and the Mystics, you know, this isn't just a one-time thing that ha- has happened recently. This is something that the WNBA has always done. I mean, this is something that, you know, women have always been on the forefront. I mean, Maya Moore stepped away from the game two years ago you know, yeah. and now her story is being brought up more and more because of the social climate right now that's in mainstream media. But this is something that has always been established by the WNBA um, from the top to the bottom. All of the coaches, um, you know, Kathy Ingelberg has been fantastic in terms of her in- inclusivity um, with the communities in each of the cities that um, have all the 12 teams in the WNBA. And I just think that, you know, Tasha Cloud in D.C. here has just been um, outstanding in terms of um, her platform. And again, it hasn't just been this summer. I mean, this is something, I mean, I have the, the W uh, wears the orange shirt on today. And, you know, that's something in Ward 8 that she's been uh, standing up for for years. Hmm. Right. But now you're just hearing about it because of what's going on currently. So yeah. I just said, you know, the WNBA and the NBA will continue to utilize their platform for good. Um, and I think that because they're doing that I think a lot of good will come from it um, keeping um, Brianna Taylor's name in front of people um, until justice is served I think is what needs to be done right now um, and it's bigger than ball and that's what it is about and uh, you know all the players in the WNBA have Brianna Taylor's name on the back of their jersey mm. and, and, and you know say her name initiative for the WNBA this year is what they've taken on and you know, I, I just I love it. I love it for all three of the kids. You know, just to be able to to see um, that you know basketball is something you do it's not who you are as a person in terms of your character, what you stand for, and what you don't. And I, I just love it. And we went down there and marched with the Wizards and Mystics on Juneteenth, and it was just such a powerful moment for me um, to see that moment through the eyes of of my three children. So um, I just think that this is just the beginning. And as the late, great John Lewis said, you know, it's time to uh, have some good trouble in place and, and make some noise about it. If you see something that's not fair or just say something and, and that's what's going on now. And I, and I love it.
0: Same. I think it's like, I think I commend the WNBA for being like the one. I feel like they're the true, like starters of like, actually of any of yeah. all the, of, of the whole movement. Like they're the huge influence. Like, I'm actually more like excited because recently they started doing even more with, I know the, I know a lot of the players in the WNBA players association was wants Kelly Lawfer out. And there, it, I, for me, I've always found it very ironic that there's someone who is in a league that's supposed to empower women, but yet, but yet not actually like putting off that message as an owner, whether you're part of day-to-day operations or not. And I wanted to hear your, um, I wanted to hear your opinion, and as well as like the kids. Since you, I know you have had extensive conversations with Jerome and Brianna and Jordan about mm-hmm. about everything that's going on. Um, what what was your view regarding to that, and how the WNBA players stand, and how they how they feel about toward the Atlanta Dream owner. <sighs>
1: <laughs> How long do we have? Oh no. Uh,
0: <laughs> in the quick I, in the shortest way possible. <laughs>
1: it's I got you. It's it's just, you know, for me, um, if I were a player for the Atlanta Dream, um it would just be tough not to have that support coming from someone who is supposed to represent the organization. Um I feel that um the players right now who are wearing shirts um to, I guess, draw awareness to their outrage is excellent. Um, I also think that, you know, your vote speaks volumes. Like even if you don't have a word to say, your vote is what matters in the end. And the Voting Rights Act in 1955, um, today is the anniversary of that. And so I think that when you are of age to vote, then you need to utilize that every single time and use your voice that way. And then you don't even need to say anything; you just march to that voting booth and you make your your noise heard there. And I think that's what the WNBA and um, the Players Association and the players are, you know, standing up for. It's you know one heartbeat. The WNBA is one heartbeat, and if there's something that's offbeat, then it's going to be reckoned with. And I just, I'd love that um, Sue Bird has said what she has said about it. I love that um, Laysha Clarendon has said what she has said about it. And, you know, people are standing up for it. And, you know, I think maybe 10 years ago, I don't know if if the same amount of momentum would be in place, but the fact that it is right now, I love it. I love it. Um, How can you represent uh, uh, a league that has a um, team in the forefront and say the things that have been said. How can you do that? And um, the politicizing of Black Lives Matter is not made by Black Lives Matter, okay? It's, it's made by people who say that it's political. Now it's political in your eyes, but not, that's not the intent. The intent is to recognize the humanity of all people, period. And that's not that hard to comprehend. And the fact that it was difficult for um, her to comprehend um, is, is disappointing, to say the least. And it's maddening and frustrating. But there's something that's going to be done about that um, in the voting booth,
0: period. Very true, very, very true, very true. Now, mm-hmm. I, got one, I got a couple of fun questions um, for Jordan and also for you, Coach. Um, I, I got I to ask this because, you know, since Brianna recently committed to Georgetown and you're an analyst as well, and I want you, for the Hoya fans that might be watching this um, or seeing this uh, podcast, what can you give the Hoya fans, what they're going to get out of, your, out of Brianna, like, you know, to help this team uh, win? Because, you know, in a few years from now, she's going to be on the forefront helping this uh, Hoya team win. What, what can you give us? Is that, who is that for? Is that for me or Bri?
1: It's for, it's, it's,
0: for, it's, for, it's, for, it's for Jordan. Jordan and, and Jordan, for Hughes. We want to <laughs> see what Jordan's got to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think they should expect um, someone that would be able to play most of the positions and be able to play uh, guard defense on the perimeter and post defense on the inside and be able to stretch the floor.
0: <laughs> okay. 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 I, okay. What I do you like think? It. What do you think, Coach? Scout's eye, you know?
1: Yeah I think you know I think there's a tremendous upside for her you know her um, I guess the way you can just plug her into different positions I mean I've coached her at Southlake so her freshman year she was only 5'8 five, 5'9 five, mm-hmm. and then she grew like uh, you know to 6'1 six, one, six six, one sophomore year and now she's a little bit above me at like 6'2 3-ish uh, but you know, we played her a little inside out of necessity freshman year, even though she didn't have any reps in the, in the post. Um, but we had some foul issues. And, you know, we tried her down there. One of our coaches, uh, Keo Cole-Hines, says, how about Bree down in there? I was like, oh, my gosh, she hasn't had any reps in practice at the post. And we put her in there, and she just started rebounding the ball like crazy. And I was like, oh, so now we have a, a little bit of a hybrid. You know, we have a 3-4 because she had always uh, grown up playing on the perimeter. So I think that kind of helped her. Um, with her um, versatility, and, you know, she's still only 16, so she has a, a late September birthday on the 30th, so she could actually be a 2022 by one day, but oh, wow. who knew that when she's three years old, um, you know, when they're asking for kindergarten registration, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> yeah, October 1st was a cutoff, and she was born at 1130 on uh, the 30th, so, <laughs> you know, uh, minutes away from a 2022, but, um, but I think she's going to really, uh, develop well on the perimeter um, with the style of play that George plays with um, Jimmy Howard and uh, Nikki Reed. They have a great system in place in terms of utilizing her, her strengths. And, you know, she has to shoot three, also rebounds the ball well. she defends well, um, finishes well inside with both hands. And I think that um, up from here, I think she's just scratched the surface. I think, you know, a lot of the coaches who, excuse me, were recruiting her were saying the same thing. Um, you know, Tina Thompson at uh, Virginia, um, JMU, uh, West Virginia. Uh, you know, oh, <laughs> You know, um, everyone's kind of playing that five-out offense. So I think she kind of fits that mold. And has length. You know, she has long arms. Emitter uh, to be disruptive out there um, on the on the wing. So. I think that's going to be something that you can look for, for Bree. And, you know, she's got one more year of high school, and hopefully we get um, most of those games this season so she can have a good year uh, experience. But, um, yeah, I think um, one more year of high school and then hopping over uh, to play for the Hoyas will be special. And uh, Michael Jackson was the only other Georgetown um, player to come from Southlake, so Bree's going to be the second one. And Michael Jackson was like – he was, yeah, he was someone who inspired me back in the day, and and I didn't know that he had inspired also Grant Hill back in the day until um, Grant explained that a couple of years back uh, when he had his jersey retired. So I was like, oh my god, I thought it was just me that was inspired um, by. Me. No, but, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, to have a player from South Lakes is pretty special, especially with that kind of. So it's gonna be fun.
0: That's great, and continue on the South Lakes history, Jerome. You know, he he joins a history. I think this is he's the third, Division II commit out of out of the lake. So since um Cam Barton committed since uh, uh Cameron uh committed uh Cameron Johnson I think from Barton committed then Emmanuel Aguilari committed to Shepard. Jerome? What 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 can you tell us? What what can the West Virginia Wesleyan fans expect from Jerome? Um, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna make sure that. Uh, I'm going to lock down the paint and I'm going to play good defense. I'm going to be able to score, score inside and I'm going to work on my game so I could uh, stretch the floor. Okay, that's what's up, man. I see it. I can see it. So, I mean, well, Coach, what do you think?
1: I think uh, for Jerome, another one, you know, I think he came in as a freshman in high school and he was about 5'10", 5'11". And, you know, he shot up and now he's 6'7", 6'8" so I think he had to learn really quickly after a year or so um, to play with his back to the basket after being a guard he was a one-two guard um, coming through so um, to play without the basketball in his hand I think was a huge adjustment when he was like in eighth ninth tenth grade and then his junior year I thought it was a breakout year Um, you know in South Lakes went to states he had an amazing game against uh like Braddock I think he scored like the first eight points like a reverse layup it was like I was losing my mind anyway um but he you know he has the ability to continue to grow his game and he takes pride in his defense and the way that Southlake's played defensively with hard hedges and and a lot of switching um he was able to really display his great footwork defensively and I think that's what he's going to bring at the next level as well But the fact that he takes pride in his defense, I think, um, really stands out to me. And he shot 59% from the floor as a senior at Southlake. So he has great touch when he gets touches. And...
0: (laughs) They got to feed him. It's all right. You can be real good. He was making them. Okay, anyway.
1: Um, And he's a great rebounder in there and has great touch around the rim. So I think that's going to be something at West Virginia Wesleyan that he's going to bring to the table as well. Just another threat and he has great size you know and he has great hands and you know he's going to continue like you said to to stretch the floor a little bit and he's been knocking in some some of these mid-range shots um out front on our hoop and so he's been working hard and I think you know he's going to make that big jump I mean a lot of players make a huge jump between their freshman and sophomore seasons in college and you know there's just more of an understanding of what to expect from the competition and the style of play that your coach wants and, you know, the role that you have for the team. So I think there's a lot more of a, a solid understanding after you've had one year, but I think, you know, his freshman year, I think he's going to, he's going to do great. And, you know, Coach Patel is a great coach and um, one of my teammates, uh, Vicky Bullitt from Maryland is the women's coach there. So oh, yeah. he's got family there. So that's my, that's my sister. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's gonna be there, um, giving him giving him a lot of support too, um, personally.
0: That's so, good. That's great. That's great. I can't wait to see it. Both both the children are really good. And Jordan, he's on his way up. Is Jordan still in middle school? Yes. Yeah, I'm a
1: rising eighth grader.
0: Eighth yeah. grader. All right. All right. So, are we gonna expect him to see him in a South Lakes uniform, or what's the what's the <laughs> hold up? Um. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's fair enough. that's
1: yeah, another Seahawk coming through, and uh, yeah, he's, he's been in the gym, you know, and I, I had him, and he was a February 2007 baby, so at the end of that season, he was born um, like a week before um, the district tournament, so it's crazy, so I was pregnant with him all season long, so he's basically been in the gym, and then, you know, I came back like a week after I had him, so I had him in the little pouch, and so. So he's, he knows South Lakes. He grew up there and been in the gym and at the concession stands. And, you know, he's had this confidence about him, like walking around during games. And, you know, as a mom, I'm like, where's Jordan? Oh, he just walked out to get some popcorn. I'm like, this is not like you're at home. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of people out here. But uh, he just has a, a real comfort and, uh, you know, an understanding of what South Lakes basketball is all about. So, yeah, another one coming through the pipeline right here.
0: That's great. <laughs> That's great, that great to see it. I can't wait to see it because, you know, he, you guys are, like, considered one of the royal families of Reston and in Northern Virginia. So, it's really great to see that. So, yeah, you like, guys do well. Dad, dad played college ball. Mom played college ball. Got two of the kids all going through South Lakes. And you don't see a lot of – it's very – I feel like, in my opinion, it's very rare to see that in kind of a lot of generational, like, sports in Northern Virginia now. Because it's just like how many high schools are being popped up everywhere. And a lot of people are just moving in because of the D.C. period, because of military. And so, you know, you get to see a lot of that. So, it's nice to see that there's a whole family like that. Because my dad's family was like that. Like, oh. six kids, California, all played sports at the same high school. <laughs> and some went to play college, some didn't. So, it's been – it's the same. It's nice to see that. I know it's hard it's – very, it's very rare to see that in the area. Yeah.
1: Who knew, you know, flashing back like today's Thursday or whatever. So <laughs> that throw it back Thursday, you know, when I was coming through South Lakes, never thought that it would, you know, come full circle like this. What? Did I say something wrong? My kids are laughing at me. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? Anyway, um, I don't know. Maybe I said something from TikTok. That was, I don't know. Um, but anyway,
0: no, no, we it's <laughs> awesome to excited. But there's one last question before we go and sign off for Brianna, real quick. Real quick. So if if you had the opportunity to play your mom one on one and her prime. <laughs> this is like all <laughs> Americans
1: Prime mom, not today, mom. Not Good. today,
0: mom, prime mom. Good. And prime or prime dad. Do you think you'd win both matchups? And this is the same for Jerome too. Do you think you would win both matchups?
1: um um
0: <laughs> choose wisely <laughs> that's all i gotta say
1: <laughs> and i'm sitting right here so <laughs> i would. i would like to say that it would be a good competition between me and my mom but i feel like i would win <laughs> oh boy see prime mom no i you know what prime mom not you know limp or mom today yeah
0: It's hey, Rome. same with you prime dad you think you can take your dad on Yes. With <laughs> <laughs> confidence. It was confidence.
1: That was like both. Yep. that. <laughs> He's got well, some size on him. He's got some size on him. So, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome. But, no, we are happy that you guys, all the whole family, the Scott family, joined us today. I know you got to get back to work because we got our Mystics playing soon. Yeah, yeah, so,
1: yeah. A Zoom call. They just finished practice. But, yeah, 4.15. So, I'm good for right now. But, yeah, that's exciting. Oh. Great, Great start. Them, even though they lost last night, but a great start so far with without so many key pieces from last year's championship team. So no, yeah.
0: I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, they look they look great. I saw off a little bit of some games um over the over the past few days. They look great. They look fantastic. You know, what I mean. Yeah. So it's been fun to, to watch them
1: kind of redevelop themselves. So it's it's been uh, exciting. But Mike Tibo's the one for the job. I told him that. So um, he's the 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 coach that. Has won the most games in the WNBA, so that's not by by mistake. You know that's not a right. fluke. It knows how to get it done. So
0: that's a that's another thing I wanted to ask too. Are we gonna repeat?
1: What we? <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. I you know Minnesota's playing great. Won their last three games. Chicago's kind of popping right now. Uh, you know I think it's up for grabs. I mean it's such a short season. They've already played five of their twenty two games, and right. only eight teams make it to the playoffs, and you know, if you can get hot at the right time and stay healthy, that could be a possibility. Run it back again. hashtag <laughs> <I don't
0: know. laughs> Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. And since we have a little bit more time, I realized, yeah, we got a little bit more time. I wanted to talk about some college sports. Now we got uh, the pandemic coming through, and now you also have the sun going through. I know. What's your What's your What's your um What's your uh, idea? What you going What do you think? Are we gonna We've already seen some news with the NCAA canceling Division II fall sports. My previ- our previous school just, like, suspended basketball, including with fall sports, and that's at the Division three level. And I've seen some Division one saying, yeah, you're hearing different things. Like, what, what do you think is going to happen more than likely?
1: I, I just think they're going to, you know, push everything back, kind of like what, um, what Fairfax County Public Schools are doing with their sports. I think everything is going to be pushed back a little bit. And if they can safely start things, uh, I'm all for it. But if there are any kind of situations where there could be hot spots or, um, you know, kids and coaches getting sick, I can't. I I don't know. And I don't know how you fix that. And I think I was talking to my mom yesterday about this. And, you know, it's already tough, you know, seeing your oldest go off to college, right? But now there's so many more um, layers to that. And, um, I'm usually very emotional, but I think I'm like beyond getting teary about it because there's no answer for it. I just feel like I'm like free falling in terms of um, how things are going because every day there's something different um, about how things are going with regards to COVID and, um, you know, you just don't know. You can just ha- you just have to stay prayed up, and you have to stay prayed up um, with the social injustices that are going on, especially as a black mom sending out these um, black teenagers to um, drive and, and do all these things in the community as well. And then for him to be away from home in a pandemic and kind of a you know a hot spot in terms of um, the racial injustices that are going on in the world. I mean, it's just scary. And I think that you know the NCAA. I think they're going to do their best in terms of trying to isolate players. I know that um, a lot of them have brought players back to campus and kept them quarantined and tested them um, very often and, you know, making sure that everybody is is healthy. And I think as long as they have that kind of protocol in place, I think that, you know, if it's a safe environment for all the student-athletes in terms of their classes as well as with their athletic teams, uh, then I'm all for it. But if there's one little uh, (laughs) – one little issue then I have a big issue okay Mm. um with it and uh I think that that's the same way for high school basketball as much as I want Bree to get her senior year in if there's like any semblance of something not being safe then you know that's that's going to be a scary call to make I'm just glad I don't have to make that call you know for the Mm. colleges or for the high schools um but I, I like the way that um that Fairfax County Public Schools is going to go with the, um, the third option, which is push everything back, give everybody a chance to play their sport without um, excluding any of the sports. And I, I think that's, that's the best way to do it. And hopefully uh, people will wear a mask so that we can um, get back to some kind of normalcy and just comply to being a team player. And I think, you know, every athlete that I've seen, has had a mask on, right? Like all the NBA, all the WNBA, all you know, the college athletes back on campus because they understand that it's not just about them as a single person, but it's about what you can do to help everybody else. So wear a mask, and it's like wow. the team yeah. concept is as a microcosm of what happens in life, right? So I think if more people can um, adapt to that kind of thinking, um, selflessly. I think that the that better off we will all be um, sports and otherwise just put a mask on and you know, stop complaining. And it's, it's just for the betterment of everyone. It's not about you. It's about everybody. And I think that, yeah, we'll all be better for it if, if people get on that page.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that we've all, I've, I've seen is just like, I've seen people different things. Like a lot of, Now you see a lot of athletes are more concerned about it. Now they realize, oh, if I get sick, like scholarship, whether I have a scholarship or not, I'm sick. I can't do anything. So I know recently the Big Ten and the Pac-12 have started an initiative for a coalition to try to protect themselves as players because they realize, like, okay, just because I have a scholarship doesn't mean it protects my health. Exactly. How do you feel on that?
1: Um, I I like it. I think that, you know, the Big Ten in particular, I think, you know, they've been on the forefront and and taking their time. And, you know, when the um, men's tournament was shut down, I I think that was a bold decision to make, um, you know, after games had already been played in Indy. And I had just come back that Monday. And I believe that Wednesday, sports shut down. And um, I think that was just a, a bold call. But I think it was the right call. I think that um, the powers that be in terms of all the conference leaders. I think that they have the, the kids' best interests at heart and their families. Um, some of them have um, multi-generational um, homes where they have grandparents living with them. And, you know, you don't want to compromise um, that at all. So I just think that, you know, they just have to see the big picture and have some compassion when it comes to kids who want to make that choice. For their families and for their well-being individually as well.
0: That's true. That's true. I mean, I know we we are seeing some things. We might be going back to school all, strictly all online. Yeah. Uh, depending on what happens, so I know that's a big concern. So we find out Monday yeah. whether that happens. But no, it's it's going to be interesting to see how college athletics work. I don't think it's going to look the same if it no. does work. Part of me feels like I don't think they're going to finish a college football season. Part of me feels like the college basketball season is really in jeopardy depending on how everything goes in January and December. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, it's going to be, it's it's going to be an interesting college athletic season when it really starts back up. So. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I'm just praying for all the kids. I, I couldn't imagine, you know, going through that, you know, as as a college player or, you know, high school, middle school, like this is just, you know, it's tough. And it's tough for parents too, because you can't, explain it like everything else like oh well when i was coming through this is what happened and this is how i dealt with it well when i was coming through this never happened so i don't know uh what to tell you we're kind of all on the flying carpet together and uh, you know just trying to figure everything out together
0: mm, all right Sounds great well That's thank right. you coach for, for say, joining
1: hey, can we get a, a selfie if i squeeze all the babies in
0: yes yeah, sure yes and i'm gonna take a picture for myself I, as well
1: Babies, but you know, I know they're all teenagers, it's whatever. But my mom is babies. Can we get in? Get in, Brie. Oh, did she get in? I'm
0: gonna take a picture just for.
1: I got it. Did you get it?
0: And I got three.
1: Did you get it? Okay.
0: I got three. Nope.
1: I think I'm fine now, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, thank you, coach, so much for yeah, our, no taking some time to talk to us out of your busy schedule. Uh, talk- we hope you have a season with yeah. your players, and we hope everything goes well. Jerome, Brianna, we wish you the best. Jerome, we wish you that you hope you get to play your freshman year and you get to enjoy your freshman year as a college athlete. It's fun. It's a great fraternity to be part of. I know everyone's told you this, but it, really enjoy it. Really enjoy it. It's really fun. Brianna, Enjoy en- it. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it, man. Brianna, enjoy your senior year or on or, um, how it is. Being committed as a senior, it, like, it leaves a lot of stress. It's fun. So. Yeah. Enjoy it. And Jordan, Jordan, we can't wait to see you in a few years, man. You might, we're going to interview you next when you commit, (laughs) buddy. So make it happen for us, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. No problem. All right. Thank you, coach.
1: (laughs) All right. No problem. I appreciate you guys. I'm glad it worked out for today.
0: Of course it did. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Y'all be safe.
0: We'll do. Bye.